everybody, and welcome to the For the Win podcast. I am your Tuesday host, Charles Curtis, and all I have to say is it's, it's NFL week. It's NFL week one, and uh, we've been waiting for this for a while, and when I say we, I mean me and my guest, who is obviously, of course, I had to get our NFL writer, uh, Stephen Ruiz. Stephen, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm rapidly trying to catch on catch up on sleep as I prepare for the season, but I think I'm good. <laughs> you've been you've been going through uh, through tape like uh, like Mel Kiper Jr. preparing. Uh, it's been hard to find hours to sleep in the day, but I'll be good by Thursday. All right, good. Uh, we we need we need you to uh, to to be your at, at your most awake. Um, before we get in the NFL, by the way, we do have NFL news that has uh, seeped into our reality show stuff. Uh, you've been covering the Bachelor, and as you and Nick, I believe, predicted, Colton Underwood, former NFL tight end, is the new Bachelor. What was your reaction to that? I was, I was a little surprised actually because I thought Blake, the guy that was the runner-up, was gonna be the Bachelor, just because of how it ended for him. But yeah, I'm not really excited about Colton. He was. He was kind of got on my nerves at the end of his season. We'll see what <laughs> well, works out. Yeah, well, he, I, you know, he cried. He, uh, you know, he, he found, we found out he doesn't wear underwear. He's a virgin. There's, there's a lot of uh, stuff to mine there. I feel like, and I think ABC figured that out pretty quickly, right? Do thing to reveal like every week, and maybe that's why they, they picked him just so he has like new things to put on these poor women <laughs> every week <laughs> when the season starts. But yeah, he was just too much for you. So much it was like a burden following him. Uh, you don't want that though, I guess. Uh, but I, again, I don't follow Bachelor, but it means you get to write about it again, which is fun. That's true. I mean, it's kind of fun, but it, it just—I don't know. It's 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 just another thing in my I, life. Fair, fair enough. Uh, let's get into the NFL. Um, here's what what we'll do. We'll start out. Let's go through the conferences, who's going to finish where, and then we'll, we'll get into some, like, crazy, you know, deep questions that, that, uh, that, that we have. Um, starting with the AFC, uh, obviously, you know, uh, I'll, I'll start off quick. It's, it's Patriots, obviously, winning that division in the East. I think you probably can mark down the Steelers as winning the, the North. Um, I think the South... I would go with the Jaguars, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans kind of came out of there with, with a, a... I'm, I'm thinking the Titans. You think the Titans? Really? Yeah. Uh, mind, and then we're, we're, we're going to get your counter-argument here. Uh, and I think... I, I'm going to shock the world, and maybe it's not shocking. I think the Chargers win the West. Um, and, and wild cards, uh, maybe... Maybe the... Te- it's either the Texans or the Jaguars, whoever doesn't win the division, or the Titans, maybe the Titans, too. And would you say that maybe the the Baltimore Ravens have a shot there? All right, who, who you got? All right, I'll go, of course, Patriots. Steelers, I think, still have the North. Although I think the two teams, the Bengals and Ravens, are both closing that gap, I think. Not necessarily because the Steelers got worse. I think both those teams are going to be better this year. Yeah. And then in the South, yeah, I've been like kind of going back and forth on this between the Jaguars and Titans, but I think... I think the Titans, I just don't know about their coaching staff. Obviously, it's a first-year coaching staff, but I'm expecting them to be a lot better than last year's staff, and that team's only one game back of Jacksonville and swept them in the division. 
And then in the West, I'm going to go Chargers. Just go chalk with that one. That's who everyone seems to be picking. And then I actually think the two wild card teams, I do think the Jaguars will be in the race if they don't win the South. But I'm going to go with the two AFC North teams and go with the Bengals and Ravens. I'm really high on the Bengals this year. I'm like weirdly high on the Ravens because, of course, like everyone's like anti Joe Flacco. But I think that's where you have to sit there and say, well, wait a second. Their offensive line is still great. Their running game is solid with Collins and and those pass catchers out out of the the backfield. They improved what was a really shoddy wide receiver core last year. I think John Brown has a big year of fantasy owners. Um, uh, And and then you have the defense, which we know is going to be pretty spectacular. And you're going to see it in week one when they face Nathan Peterman. So, uh, you know, uh, I think that's a team that if it made a wild card wouldn't be shocking at all. What's your thing about the the Titans, though? What is your thing with them that, that you think? You know what it is for me? It was their preseason. Like, maybe that's Mariota and the offense getting used to a new system, which is great because it's the Mariota system that will, will in which he'll thrive. But I got really worried that they weren't in sync yet. But it's preseason, right? So, so what's your take? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't good at preseason. Mariota was not good, but I'm, I'm really not concerned about that. I thought he was better than his, his stat line implied last year. I just thought he was put in really tough situations with this offense where that was basically from like the late 1990s but i think they have enough just enough offense i'm really high on the defenses is why i'm so optimistic about this team adding malcolm butler to that second thing is going to really help kevin byard at free safety he was an all pro last year logan ryan came over last offseason so they have two good they have a good secondary and that's always been a weakness for them like at least for the last four years but i think it's a strength now and then in the draft they they landed Harold Landry, who a lot of people had as a top 10 prospect. They got him in the second round. Like he was fantastic during the preseason. He joins Rabco, Derek Morgan, and Mass Rush. Their linebacking situation is you don't know because they, they're relying on a first round rookie, but he is a first round talent out of Alabama. And those Alabama linebackers should usually do well. So I think they have talent at every level of the defense. And I have faith in Mariota. So I think they're going to be solid on both sides of the ball. That would mean that you don't necessarily think the Houston Texans are ready for primetime here. Do you, do you feel that way, that they're going to get left out of the party here? I think a lot of lot has to go right in terms of health. They have so many health questions on that defense, and the defense kind of has, has to be maybe like top 10 for them to get to the playoffs, I think. Right. But you're relying on Watt not only coming back to full strength but staying healthy for a full 16 games. Clowney has had problems staying healthy for a full 16 games. Whitney Merciless is coming off a major injury. Matthew, their big offseason pickup, he's been hurt a lot over the last three years. And then their cornerback situation is a mess. They have the aging Jonathan Joseph, and then they have Kevin Johnson, who can't stay healthy and hasn't been good when he has been healthy. So I have a lot of questions about them. And then, obviously, Deshaun Watson. Is he going to be able to keep up the pace he set last season? I don't know. I I think it's impossible to do what he did last season. And he has injury concerns too, and that offensive line is might be the worst in the league. Yeah, that that's where I have my concerns. Um, the defense, I think, is, is better than you're making it out to be. But you're right; it is a health issue that we're that we're thinking about here. You know, we're we're pretty much in sync here on the AFC. Well, over to the NFC. Like, what's your where, where are your uh, division picks? Uh, I'm going to stick with the Eagles and the NFC East. Uh, I'm concerned about the quarterback situation because I don't really have a lot of faith in Nick Foles. I know we're putting a lot of stock in those last two games we saw him play, but before that, Eagles fans are really down on him, and then he hasn't been good in the preseason. 
but I'm going to stick with them because I don't, I'm not as high on the Giants as a lot of people are. And the Cowboys still have question marks on the offense. We don't know what's going to go on with that receiving core. So I'll stick with the Eagles. I do think the Redskins are going to be better than people think, but not, they're not going to be Eagles good. And then in the North, I'll stick with the Vikings. I like the Bears, but they're, they're not, the Bears are better than they were a year ago. They might be a wild card contender, but not in that division with Aaron Rodgers and even Matthew Stafford and the Lions, I think will be good. So I'll stick with the Vikings. And then in the South, I have no idea. <laughs> you got to ask me on Thursday. I still haven't decided on that one. Really? I'm okay. leaning towards the Falcons winning it, but I could see the Saints or Panthers both winning that. I, I'm not going to pick the Bucks, but the other three teams could totally win it. And then in the West, it's the Rams. Yeah. Who's, who's your wild card? I'm going to say the Packers and either the Saints or the Panthers. I still <laughs> flip a coin. Right. I right. lean towards the Saints, but yeah. Cam Newton could have an MVP year. He's going to have to if they're going to make the playoffs, I believe. Well, I, I have concerns, speaking of offensive line, about the, the Carolina Panthers, and I yes. know that I'm to a Panthers fan, and that, you know, you'll probably have way more knowledge than I will, but offensive line's concern, and just like fit on offense, like is North Turner really going to make that offense what it's supposed to be? You know, I was just having a conversation with a friend about um, Christian McCaffrey. I didn't get any shares of him in any of the five fantasy leagues I was in. And I'm sort of like disappointed because I'm, you know, I didn't buy into the hype, but I'm like, I just want to own him in one place so I can root for him. And then we were talking about it and it's like, well, yeah, but all these doubts that I had, which we printed months ago about Christian McCaffrey, like will North Turner, Turner, like open up the offense in a way that he, you know, obviously caught what, like 80 passes last year, you know, like, will he do that again and add in a bunch more rushes when CJ Anderson is there and the offensive line is terrible. So, that's where my concern comes with the Carolina Panthers. I think the, the, the Falcons' bounce back year is, is legit. I think their defense is, is underrated by a lot of people. But I think the Saints are, like, the most balanced team in that division, weirdly enough. I just The Saints' offense has figured it out. They've given Breeze less of a, of a workload. Um, and they balanced it with Kamara and when Ingram comes back, Ingram. And then the defense we saw last year, save for one terrible, awful play, was really good. Yeah, I'm not as optimistic about their defenses because when you see improvement, improvement like that from one year to the next, those teams usually come back to the pack. There's been like statistical studies on this football. Outsiders has covered this a lot. It's called the plexiglass theory where you have this big improvement. You usually regress back to the mean. I think that might happen with them. I just think I they're thin. I think they have a lot of good players on defense, but they're thin at every level. Like if they lose Cameron Jordan, like what's that pass rush going to look like? If they lose right. Marshawn Lattimore, what's that secondary going to look like? That's my big concern. Fair. And I, yeah, all this this talk of the Falcons offense with Sarkeesian last year to me was like, all right, year one. If it's year three, different story. Uh, I don't think Ryan has an MVP type year, but I think he, he bounces back. I think Julio Jones, Mr. Touchdown Regression, poster boy for touchdown regression, is going to end up with like six or seven or eight touchdowns. And I think the the backfield will resume exactly what it's been doing all these years, and, and uh, Devontae Freeman and, and Tevin Coleman will be great. Uh, so them winning the division isn't a stretch at all. Um, you mentioned the Vikings. Yeah, I think they win the division. The Packers are a wild card lock pretty much for me, although their defense, you know, they I'm not so sure all the time, you know, like every week. 
Um, and the Giants, yeah, I'm with you. As a Giants fan, I'm really actually not sure why there are people who are sort of like, don't sleep on the Giants. And, you know, I've seen a couple mm-hmm. of runder picks. Like, I'm not so sure. The defense is not that great. And Eli Manning's still quarterback. And while they've surrounded him with weapons, he still has to complete passes to them and not throw them to the other team. That's So I'm, like, not totally sold because I think the Eagles are strong. The Cowboys are strong. The Redskins, I'm with you. The offensive line's great. Um, defensively, they're underrated. And Alex Smith is solid. Yeah, I don't think the Giants win more than, let's say, six games. And that would be improving from last year, so I'm cool. Yeah, I think six games is is kind of their aiming point. I, I, yeah, I don't... I don't get the Giants hype because I agree with you. And Eli Eli Manning has had weapons in the last couple of years. He just really hasn't been able to use them. I mean, he's had Odell. He's had Sterling Shepard. He had Brandon Marshall for, what, a month last year. But even when all those guys were healthy early last season, that offense was terrible. Of course, Ben McAdoo is now gone, replaced by Pat Shermer. But we don't know what Shermer is going to do as a head coach. It's easier when you're an offensive coordinator. And then on the other side of the ball, I, I'm really concerned about that defense. That secondary imploded last year. In the pass, where's the pass rush coming from now that Jay's gone? Yeah, you're absolutely right. So stay tuned. I mean, and it's it's still a work in progress. That's my take because I'm pretty sure if they have a chance to, they will draft a quarterback next year with Laletta. Now your boy Laletta mm-hmm. is their backup. Um, and this is a good transition into, like, who's going to disappoint and who's going to surprise. And, like, is there a team that you're, like, everybody's high on that you're you're kind of scratching your head and saying, uh, no, they're not going to do that well? I'm down on the Jaguars. And it's not just the Bortles thing, although I'm, I'm obviously down on Bortles if you've read anything I've written during the offseason. But they got pretty lucky last year. They had one of the easiest schedules. And they were really lucky in terms of health. That whole defense managed to stay healthy. They lost Allen Robinson, obviously. But the defense all stayed healthy, which is rare, especially when you have so many pieces. Like, what happens if Jalen Ramsey gets hurt or Calais Campbell? We haven't seen the defense adjust to that yet. And I think the division also got better. They had a they got, had a lot of easy wins in that division. And this team only went 10-6 and six last year. They were one game away from having beat the Bills for the last playoff spot. You want to know something weird? Um, in two of my fantasy drafts, I've had people say like, oh man, I wanted Keelan Cole so bad. Like so bad. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I missed out on him. And I'm like, really? Keelan Cole? Like, And I wrote something about this where I said, look, the team runs first, runs second, occasionally runs third. And... You know, Blake Bortles is throwing passes, and we saw what Marquise Lee did last year. It wasn't great. He did catch, like, a high volume, but it was a low volume of, of yardage. So I know Keelan Cole is, I don't know, you know, more of a deep threat, but then Blake Bortles isn't much of a deep threat. So I, I found that kind of bizarre. And, yeah, the Jaguars for regression would be not a bad pick at all. Um, the Bears are the team that I think, if everyone's high on, I'm probably going to give them another year just because – Trubisky's second year, you know, he's got the weapons. They've got the offense set up nicely with uh, Nagy at the coach. And defensively, obviously, they just acquired Cleo Mack, and they were pretty good last year defensively. So they're supposed to be, like, you know, elite this year. The division's tough. Like, the Lions are on a tough team. Maybe this is the toughest division in football. you got the Lions, who, with Stafford, I think they're solid. Uh, the Packers, obviously, we know what they can do. They'll win 10 games. And the Vikings, probably the 
I would say the best team in, in the NFC, maybe the Rams are. It's one of the two. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, how are you supposed to deal with that? So I don't think the Bears make the playoffs. I think they end up, you know, six wins would be nice, too. And I think that should be fine for that franchise. No disappointment there. Yeah, I'm with you there on the Bears. I just, I think, that's why I'm I'm not so excited about this Cleo, Cleo Mack trade, just because I don't think this is their time to, like, thrust open the Super Bowl window, which they kind of did by trading for him. Right. They're still the third best team in that division at best. Yeah. Who Who is a team that nobody's talking about that's going to make waves? Uh, I've already said it. I think the Bengals are a playoff team. Mm. I think the defense could be a top five defense. That defensive line has just looked dominant in the preseason. And Carl Lawson was, I think he had eight and a half sacks as a rookie. Andrew Billings, who was a Defensive tackle out of uh, Baylor has just been killing teams on the interior. You still have Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap. They have a, a great defensive line. And that's how the Eagles won. They had a deep defensive line last year. And I think the Bengals have that. And then their secondary is good as well. William Jackson is maybe a top five corner. He played like it last year. And he's, that was, I think it was his second year. So his third year, I expect him to be even better. So I think that defense is great. And we've talked on this podcast about their weapons. They have a lot of weapons. If Eifert stays healthy, and John Ross stays healthy, and he is who we think he's going to be based on his preseason, and then obviously A.J. Green, I think that offense could... Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't be a surprise to me. I don't know if they make the playoffs. The Arizona Cardinals are a team that I think will surprise. I don't think they make the playoffs. I don't think they, they win more than... Goodness, if they finish 500, maybe that's it. Because uh, they're, like, weirdly... They have, like, nothing uh, as far as, like, skill players, but, like, defensively kind of underrated and offensively, uh, you know, I don't know. There's there's something about it. Like, Larry Fitzgerald will do some stuff. David Johnson will do some stuff. Um, and maybe uh, Rosen gets a call of midseason and, and does well. So I'm kind of, like, just picking them to max out over their, their over-under. No, yeah, I like that. I, I, I like that pick. Uh, and I, if Sam Bradford stays healthy, he's shown he's a good quarterback. It's the That's thing true. with him is staying healthy. And even if wasn't backing them up. And yeah, that defense is underrated. I think it was like a top five defense in terms of DVOA, which is a better stat than total defense. So I yeah, I completely agree. That's a I think it is an eight-win team. I think they were a seven or eight-win team last year. They were eight wins, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they're by the way, according to Odd Shark, five and a half. And I'm gonna take that over all day because I just think six wins is it, totally attainable. Particularly because I think the Seahawks aren't that good. You know, I'm starting to change my mind on the Seahawks. I, I was really? with you like maybe like a month or two ago, but <laughs> I think they might be better than people expect. I'm not expecting them to go 10 and 6 or 11 and 5, but I think they'll be in the playoff case in maybe early December. That's no back. Oh, Obviously, R- Russell Wilson is still there. Yeah. And then I I kind of like the receiving core if Brandon Marshall can stay healthy. He's kind of looked like his old self in preseason. And the offensive line has looked a little better. I don't trust Brian Schottenheimer as the offensive coordinator, but Russell Wilson will make will hide a lot of those weaknesses. And then the defense, I think it's still gonna be decent. Pete Carroll's a good defensive coach. Yeah. You're See, the thing is, the offensive line is where my problems start. Because, yes, Russell Wilson covers up for a lot of that. And you wrote, uh, you did a whole film breakdown about that last season. I, it's Maybe it's the fantasy guy in me saying, 
okay, you're going to put your faith in Chris Carson or Rashad Penny as your running backs um, behind that line that was constantly getting killed last season. And maybe they're improved a little bit this season, but I just, I have no faith in it whatsoever. And you have the 49ers up and coming. You have the Rams punishing defense. Like we said, the Cardinals are good. And then, you know, who knows with them? I just, I have no, I have no faith. Um, who is a player, is there a player that like is a dark horse for MVP that you like? Or, uh, you know, I don't know, a, a sleeper, maybe a fantasy sleeper guy that you're like totally high on? Does Cam Newton count as a MVP sleeper? <laughs> sure, absolutely. Why not? Because I think he has as good a supporting cast as he did in 2015. And I, this is the first year in a while where he's been healthy in the offseason. So he's actually been able to work on his, weaknesses and then i do i do have major concerns about the offensive line i don't think it's very good at all and then they just left lost not matt khalil the left tackle even though he been horrendous in signing that big contract last year but i like his weapons and i think he's gonna he's gotten better at utilizing weapons in the last two years i think he's gonna really take advantage of christian mccaffrey this year Oh, so okay. So you're high. On, so, so we're back on the, the Christian McCaffrey train again. <laughs> He's twenty two to one, by the way, to win to win uh, MVP. That's pretty. You know, that's that's good value for a better right there because that's uh, as good as Matt Ryan. That is as good as Kirk Cousins, who I don't think does that. Philip Rivers is twenty two to one. You know, like all these quarterbacks. Uh, I don't know. I, Dark horse for me. Maybe it's it's. Um, who should I take here? I don't know. Gurley's twenty to one. I don't buy it. Um, Drew Brees sixteen to one. I think that's pretty good value. I think you know I've seen that yeah. been made. So I'll, I'll take Drew Brees. Uh, maybe you know last season was uh, an anomaly because they they held back on his attempts, uh, and maybe because the offense is a little more open, knowing what they can do running the ball. Then he has like a monster year. Um, uh, Carson Wentz, by the way, seven to one. I, that's kind of high, given that he's it's way too high. Plus, yeah. plus, on the Breeze point, he's gonna—they're not gonna have Ingram for the first four weeks, so maybe they lean on Breeze more. Once you get that MVP narrative going, it's hard to like stop it. So if he's like just dominating the league in the first month, I think he could cruise to the MVP if the Saints have a good year. Who's your Who's your like deep, deep fantasy sleeper? Which is probably too late because we're taping this on a Tuesday and everybody's probably done their drafts. But is there was there somebody who? You targeted in every draft, or you like everyone was like you, you talked somebody year off for anyone who would listen. I didn't get him in any of my drafts because he didn't get drafted, so I kind of just left him on the, the waiver wire, and I'm gonna just monitor him. But I think Michael Gallup is gonna be the Cowboys' number one receiver, and he was yes. really good in preseason. I think there would have been a lot more buzz if he was playing it with that first team more often because there was a lot of times when he beat his corner deep and Cooper Rush just Cooper Rush the Cowboys back quarterback just under through him so i think he could have scored at least like three or four touchdowns in preseason if he got better service from his quarterback and he'll get that playing with Dak. right and i think that's the, the the interesting thing is i had him in a bunch of my like last round he was in my queue or like round before i was going to pick defense or kicker and i sat there and i just was like i really want to pull this off i really want to pull this off but i just, i can't you know there was just something holding me back whether it was the thought that Alan Hearns would be the, the leading receiver just from a sort of veteran standpoint. But everybody seems to be pointing to him as a guy who could break out. So, yeah, wouldn't uh, totally wouldn't surprise me. Um, my guy is Jordan Wilkins, uh, who I got in like three or four drafts, I want to say, because just from like a value standpoint, we, you could be getting uh, Marlon Max down with a hamstring injury and like that lingers on running backs. 
for a while. And mm-hmm. even though the Colts may stink, you know, just from a uh, you know, shoddy offensive line and luck is getting back things, I just think he could be catching a lot of passes. I know that, that uh, Hines is there to, to catch some passes. And, and uh, is it Christine Michael still there? No. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so he may be splitting, but I think talent wins out and he's got the talent and I could see him just being like a solid flex and you're getting him like 13th, 14th round and that's serious value. I mean, he went higher in certain drafts because people had been reading their sleepers, but he's, he's a guy who I just couldn't stay away from. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Anytime you can get a running back that potentially will start, I think he, he's worth taking a chance was there any anybody um, in terms of Super Bowl odds that you that you wanted to like either did bet on or wanted to bet on? Uh, not really. I think I, the Patriots are still the favorite, and that's what I would just go with. I think they're the only they're the only team where you know they're going to be playing on Championship Sunday. You yeah. can't say that about any other team in the league. Not not the Eagles. Not even the Eagles. Not the Vikings. Not the Rams. Not even the Steelers. Yeah, I think they're a lock for championship Sunday, and that's you know that's good value. Three to one odds to win the AFC. Uh, that's the Patriots. I my like I think I might put serious money on this. Actually, and when I say serious, I just mean actual, not actual serious money. Uh, that's a note to my wife. I'm not going to be. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, no the the Los Angeles Chargers. I cannot stay away from the Chargers. I just can't because. I think they are so balanced on each side of the ball. Both their lines are great. And I'm just the John Madden school of thought, which is you start from the lines, build outwards. And they're just balanced. Like, I, I, the offense is good. Uh, I, losing Hunter Henry was bad, but that means Mike Williams gets more touchdowns. Uh, I, I, they're a dark horse pick to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Atlantic Falcons are 20 to 1. That's, I think, a terrific bet if you're making. Because the NFC is kind of wide open, and if the Falcons win the division, and then they, you know, make their way, I don't think the Eagles necessarily repeat or come back to the NFC Championship game. Um, those are two that I, you know, you know what the worst bet is, by the way, the, the Chiefs are thirty-three to one. Like no way, I, the Chiefs defense is so yeah. bad. I just, I, no way. Um, so and we're talking. We've been talked about like the Falcons having to bounce back, but this team was like what, five yards away from beating the Eagles in Philadelphia in the playoffs last right. year? Right. So even after everything went wrong with that offense that could go wrong, I, with Sarkeesian, uh, they still were pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you have uh, Do you have a Super Bowl pick, by the way? Uh, I'm uh, Right now I'm going with Packers, Patriots. I, I pick that every year. I'm just, I just want to see a Rodgers-Brady Super Bowl once. It's actually not a terrible pick. Uh, I will go. I'm going to say the Saints just for fun. I, no, I don't. No, no, I'm crossing off. Uh, we just <laughs> bet at the Falcons. I think it's Falcons Patriots again. Um, no, I like I like the Falcons pick. I was I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, do I have a Super Bowl pick right now? And I was thinking the Falcons could be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm really high yeah, on yeah. them this year. Yeah, I, didn't you? Were they in your Super Bowl picks that you uh, that you put together? Like five teams that can win the Super Bowl? Yeah, this, I did seven teams, and the Falcons were in those in that seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if there's like a really long shot who might have a shot, and I can't see. The Bears are like fifty to one. I'm not doing that, you know. Uh, but yeah, that little like twenty to thirty three to one range is a really fun place to be, uh, just in case. So all right, maybe when we hang up here, 
with some money on. Uh, any other questions that you have in your head before I let you go? I like the Raiders trading Khalil Mack. Is that wild enough for you? That's, I'm that's, all that's for it. Decently hot. Decently hot. People that's probably, my hot take. I didn't think it was that crazy if the guy's going to hold out. Yeah, not only that, I, we rail on teams for paying mediocre quarterbacks that kind of money. But why the reason we do that is because a mediocre quarterback can't carry an offense to like uh, competence on his own. He can't like care, like Andy Dalton's not going to carry an offense on his own to a top fifteen ranking. But neither is Khalil Mack. We've seen that he's been a dominant player, and the Raiders have been terrible on defense every year. So why are we paying him quarter? Why are we comfortable paying him franchise quarterback money, but we're not comfortable paying Andy Dalton franchise quarterback money? It's a very good question. And, guess, and you don't get two first-round picks either. You, get, you also get the two first-round picks and that cash. Right, we know that, that how valuable first-round picks are. And you, you, that, that you're right about. Uh, that is a very good way to leave it. Um, uh, Steven, you're at the Steven Ruiz. Yes. That is correct. Um, you should follow all the things that Steven does this season. He's going to do all the NFL stuff. We'll, we'll do our usual betting posts, some fantasy stuff, and Steven will be back on the podcast frequently so look out for that uh steven thanks so much for joining us uh